Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Not a lot to get to today. Another slow news day. <laughs> oh, man. Jeez. There's so much going on all at one time. Try to make sense of it all. Where do you want to start, David? Uh, let's start here. The guy who's been overseeing accountability for the disaster in Afghanistan has had it with the Biden administration. This is remarkable what's going on and i wonder how much this is going to wind up getting covered as it is you know an ongoing story a developing story john sopko is the guy's name he's the inspector general for afghanistan reconstruction cigar is how they say it okay uh he says he can't say for sure that the u.s isn't directly funding the taliban and a lot of other things he'd like to know are unavailable Whoa. to him because the oh. biden administration oh. is blocking his efforts funding the taliban yeah all right, check this out. The lack of cooperation by state, and I'm not talking about the IGs. I'm talking about the Department of State and, to a lesser extent, USAID, is unprecedented in the nearly 12 years that I have been the cigar. And, and it, I will, must add, in the two decades that I did congressional oversight, both in the Senate and the House, due to this refusal to fully cooperate, a significant portion of CIGAR's work, including the two report, the five reports we did for this committee, have been hindered and delayed. Okay. Unprecedented. Mm -hmm. Department of State is what he's talking about. Over two decades, has never seen anything like it. And a refusal to fully cooperate. And then you ask, why? But you're afraid you already know the answer. Yeah. The same reason why no one got fired for that entire debacle. Mm -hmm. And you wonder, are people just that dumb that are running the show? No. Or is it, what is the plan? No, it's more evil than that. You know, I, yeah, I think you, you could look at uh, incompetence over malfeasance pretty easily. But then when you hear the inspector general say... Yeah, they're hiding stuff from us. Yep. Right. Uh, you do wonder, was it by design that it was that chaotic to sort of hide the man behind the curtain? What other profit motive was at play uh, that would justify that type of sloppiness moving forward? And leaving the billions of dollars yeah. of assets behind. It, it, it's just never made any sense. Wow. So we're going to have a lot about that throughout the show today. Looking forward to that. Also, um, well, there's the big Fox settlement with Dominion. <laughs> yeah. That's a big story out oh, there. Oh, man. Yeah. Dominion. It was breathless, wasn't it? Oh, yes. yeah. Dominion Voting Systems reached a last-minute settlement with Fox News uh, to the tune of $787 million. This had to do with the network's coverage of stolen election claims, which centered on electronic voting machines uh, in large part, that, that Dominion was somehow switching votes. Yes. So now you do have to wonder, or at least I'm going to have to wonder, when they're going to start going after all the Democrats who claim the Russians either did or could have hacked voting machines in the 2016 election. 
Just oh, as a did reminder. you go back in the Wayback Machine, David? I did. I put together a fun little <laughs> montage for you. Mm, these are good. <laughs> Roll it out. Electronic voting machines in Georgia and Texas deleted votes for certain candidates or switched votes from one candidate to another. Hold on. Who was that election that was denier? A, that, was a, that was a Democrat in the House of Representatives. Uh-oh. What? Election denier. Mm-hmm. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. Virginia what? just stopped using touchscreen computer voting because it's so vulnerable. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who was that election denier? <laughs> that, that, that was Adam Schiff and then Hillary Clinton. Say. What? Yeah, I recognize those two voices. Huh? Yeah. In a close presidential election, they just need to hack one swing state or maybe just what? a few counties. We brought in um, folks who, before our eyes, hacked election machines. 43%. Who was that election denier? That was Kamala Harris. No, it wasn't. Yeah, who was preceded by Ted Lieu. How about that? 3% of American voters use voting machines that researchers have found have serious <laughs> security flaws. Whoa. Yeah, that's Hold Ron Wyden. I was just going to say. Mr. Oregon? Yeah. <laughs> Has to be him. Well, that sounds like a whole lot of denying of election. Hovering. Fuck that. <laughs> When's the lawsuit coming? <laughs> I'm just wondering because, listen, and if you, if you go back and check the tapes, when, you know, Rudy Giuliani's out there, the Kraken lady's out there. They're, the claims that they were making did not make sense, and they never had any evidence to back it up. And I remember at the time going, I, what are they talking about Venezuelans switching votes using Dominion? I don't understand any of this. This doesn't make any sense. They're not showing any proof of this. Yes. But at the same time, that's the lawyer for the sitting president. You're yeah. not supposed to put her on the news? Right. And, and, and as all these people are tisk-tisking Fox News now for reaching this settlement— and saying, well, uh, see, they got caught lying and they're going to have to pay for it. Like, okay, but are you going to talk about any of the Democrats who for years claimed that Russians hacked voting machines? Because you just gave the proof. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you heard it. There's something screwy here. See? Right. It's a bunch of them. I, I didn't know there was more. <laughs> yeah, well, there's. That's great. It was, that was Whiten? Whatever. You get the point. That was brilliant, David. Thank you. And yes, there are, you know, yeah. several news organizations. I mean, they wanted this drawn out for a long oh, time. Oh, yeah. They really did. They wanted to see Tucker getting questioned and Rupert Murdoch and Hannity. Yeah, they wanted to see them all up there, and now they're not going to, so they're going to say, see. <laughs> but they were held accountable for putting out those election lies. It did make me laugh, though, seeing some of the people on CNN celebrating this. Like, yeah. dude, you know, y'all had to settle a lawsuit with a teenager who was minding his own business because you called him a white supremacist, Nick Sandman. Th- yes, they did. So that that's pretty freaking embarrassing, man. I totally agree with that. Yes. Wow. That was fun. That was fun. Good job, Dave. That deserves at least one more play before we leave today. I'll tell you that right now. Well, you know what some of the people on the left are saying to David? Ah, shut up. (laughs) It's okay when we deny legitimacy of elections. Uh, You know, we've had a problem uh, over the last couple of years, and I don't I'm not just looking to take shots at the Biden administration. But there are certain things that you should be able to define Mm -hmm. that people are having a heck of a hard time with. And you have another example, David. Yeah, the ATF director supports a so-called assault weapons ban, but can't say what an assault weapon is. Man, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, Steve, because he's not an expert. 
<laughs> Steve Dettelbach. Yep. Yeah, he was asked uh, for his definition of assault weapon by Representative Jake Elzey. Hmm. Could you, in 15 seconds, would you define an assault weapon for me? So, so if you go after that 15 seconds, I'll just interrupt you. Yeah, so, so, so I'll go shorter than that because I, I honestly, I do think that's a, if Congress wishes to take that up, I think Congress would have to do the work. But we would be there to provide technical assistance. I, unlike you, I'm not a firearms expert to the same extent as you may be, but we had people at ATF. Yeah, we what? got people. They got an ATF director who can't say what he's actually advocating for. Admits he's not a, he's well, I'm not as well versed as you, Congressman. And in fairness, the congressman did serve in the military and is an expert, certainly in firearms. You're but, the director. But you would think the director of the ATF would know a thing or two. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fired. Yes, yeah. you should be fired. ATF director doesn't know what an assault weapon is or can't define it, but he does want to ban it. We've got a transportation secretary whose main qualification is that he was on a boat one spring break during college. We've got a Supreme yeah. Court justice who can't define what a woman is. And we've got federal judicial nominees who cannot answer basic questions about the Constitution. What's Article 5? I don't remember. I don't know. I got good news. We got equity. That's, that's true. And fairness. Seriously, that goes down to the college oh, level. I know. We need equity. What meritocracy? What grades? You Screw would, that. You would think if you're the ATF and you got this gig and you're going up in front of Congress that somebody would say, "Hey, listen, they're probably going to ask you this question. Here's how you answer it." No, they won't do it. It's it's incredible though. It's I know. like vetting a witness, right? Yes. I mean, here's what they're gonna here's what they're gonna say. Here's what your answers are. Here's how we play this game. But they do it on purpose. Good golly! Because well, if I actually define it, then I'm gonna yeah. be held accountable in some sort of way, and then everybody's yeah. gonna know the gig. Scott, tell me what a microphone is. All right. Well, I, you know, I'm not an engineer. I don't well, care. I'm not as much of an expert as you are, having worked at Circuit City for a year. That's um, right. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Golly. All in the same yes. segment. And you have Corrine Jean-Pierre audio, too? Yeah, Corrine yeah. Jean-Pierre tried to quote Joe Biden. And some people are saying this is a gaffe, but I actually think she captured the essence of the president perfectly. Okay, roll it. So you've heard the president share his father saying, don't tell me what you value. Show me your budget and I will... Uh, and and I will. That will show us, you, the American people, what you value. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, that deserves the instant replay. So you've heard the president share his father saying, <laughs> "Yeah, don't tell me what you value. Show me your budget, and I will." Uh, and and I will that will show us you the American people what you value right yeah the, the actual try quote is don't tell me what you value show me your budget and I'll and I'll tell you what you value I've heard a shorter version of that open up your checkbook and I'll tell you what you believe yes all men and women created by the, go you know the you know the thing you know the thing. Do I even have to say it? It's been said before. Like, wait, where's like Bugs Bunny with the cane right at the end of the show? Just <laughs> take him off the stage. Got me. Did you forget where we are? This is the United States of America. The United States of America. Medium rare. That. Except all the cows are dying. Yeah. Okay. Much more to get to. Um, 
The race wars get heated up by the left all the time, don't they? Next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. This is that rep from Tennessee. Yeah. What's he talking about now? Uh, Tennessee Representative Justin Jones, one of the insurrectionists uh. in the state house, uh, weighed in on the shooting of Ralph Yarl. This is the 16-year-old who was shot by a homeowner. And as the story goes, uh, the way it's being reported, at least, is that Yarl got the wrong address. He was going to pick up his brother's. Uh, yes. rang the doorbell twice, and the elderly man inside the house opened fire. The shooter has been arrested at this point. Uh, but according to Justin Jones, this is some sort of systemic failure. Okay, here we go. So the reality is what happened to Ralph is, for most black parents, one of their worst nightmares. Uh, that uh, race is the reason that uh, that person, that 84-year-old man, uh, was in fear. It was a young black man at the door. And that uh, stoking of fear of young black children, of black people, that is happening in our legislatures. That's happening in the narratives that are being put out about uh, young people and youth as dangerous, as violent. Well, time out a second. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're going by analytics and just statistics, facts, if he's saying black parents are afraid of their kids being shot, well, it, there's a part of you that would understand that because black kids are shot more mm -hmm. than kids of other races, but they're shot by other blacks far more often yeah. than from anybody else. That's just stats. But if you want to stoke this narrative, Justin, I guess you yeah. can. That, that's uh, actually... And that is seeping into our society and the way that people think and the way that they act and the way that they operate. And by having a proliferation of weapons and guns and weapons of war uh, with people who really shouldn't have them, uh, don't have to have permits to have them in the first place in a state like Tennessee. By the way, he mm -hmm. got that political speak in there. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a true pro. They can not just talk like a regular person, but get weapons of war in You got to say that. Who coined that phrase first, anyway? Hmm. I don't have to have permits to have them in the first place in a state like Tennessee. We are seeing these shootings uh, either ending people's lives or changing folks' lives. Well, first of all, that, that's Justin Pearson, uh, not Justin Jones. But, um, but yeah, I don't know why. I, I thought the guy used a thirty-two revolver, which isn't a weapon of war by any stretch of the it imagination. Is not. <laughs> but... Anyways. Listen, man, I'm glad the kid, by all appearances, he's going to make it. Yeah. I mean, yes, he'll be scarred for life. There's no doubt that should never have happened from everything that we can tell from the facts right now. That is an outlier. What is frustrating is the way the media will take that yeah. story and blow it up the way they do to divide people. Yeah. Well, and and the thing is, they immediately say, oh, he was just threatened by a young black man. And that's why he shot him. This was racially motivated. And it's like, well, let's say for the sake of argument that the way the story is being portrayed in the media right now is 100% accurate. Kid was going, got the wrong address, and mm -hmm. he got shot. That's a freaking tragedy. Should never have happened. Agree. All right? If that's exactly how that went down. However, it's not the, the homeowner in this case didn't go out and actively seek somebody to a black person of any race. 
to to go and shoot. This person showed up, and we have no idea what has been going on in that particular neighborhood. Maybe that guy's home had been broken into recently. I have no idea. I'm not out here defending the guy, but just to jump to the conclusion that he saw a black person and decided to shoot him without any other facts at hand is highly irresponsible, and all it does is stoke racial tensions in this country. But that's exactly what they want. So. Exactly. Mission accomplished. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and they never do it in, if it's, you know, someone getting shot or beat up for being white, you're not going to see that on NBC or ABC or anywhere else as far as legacy media. Well, there was a white girl trying to get into a car that was shot and killed. Oh, was that Maine? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, well, Again, I guess it proves the point. Right, I don't exactly. know the story. I heard Coming something right about Coming right to your it. point, yes. Yes. That's just the sort of thing. Um, Nobody deserves to be shot. No. Well, well I don't know about you. Know well, I, I back up on that one, okay? Slow down. Innocent person. Slow down. Yeah. yeah. Innocent people who, who committed no crimes yeah. don't deserve to be shot. There. I want to clarify that again for the record. I was going to say that trans terrorist in Nashville, I'm pretty sure she had it coming when she got this shot. This is why I have these two guys here. You understand that, don't you? On a lighter note, I saw this story and I thought you might get somewhat of a kick out of this. Lars Ulrich from Metallica remembers how excited they were to open for the Rolling Stones. Yeah. But being told, don't look Mick Jagger in the eye. <laughs> I think we have a clip of him actually telling that story. We were fortunate enough to get asked to play yeah. with the Stones. Uh, so they're playing a couple shows in San Francisco and then asked if we would play with them. So we're sitting backstage and at one point a personal assistant or whatever comes, you know, and says, Mick Jagger's going to walk through here in a couple minutes. He's going over to his private gym in his truck and he's going to warm up before the show. When he walks through here, please don't make eye contact with him no. or talk to him. or no. Just we used to laugh a lot at those things. <laughs> The thing is, Scott, you and I were together when we met Mick Jagger. This is a, yeah, years ago. Getting on 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. No one said don't look him in the eye. Maybe it's different for fans. I don't know. Than the opening band? <laughs> Maybe he was scared of Metallica. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys, man, they're heavy. I don't know. Don't know about this. Um, oh, trans activists at a university. You got to hear this story straight ahead. Let's go. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, and the Light Blue. Scott Robin. Mm-hmm. Okay, what happened here at this university, David? Uh, university of Pittsburgh was hosting a debate between uh, the Daily Wire's Michael Knowles and libertarian writer Brad Palumbo. And it was the, those two guys going back and forth about government regulation of... Uh, like uh, sex change operations, things like that, especially mm-hmm. for kids, and whether yeah. or not the government should play a larger role in restricting access to this stuff. And, uh, of course, instead of you know welcoming people to have a debate about, obviously, a very hot topic in this country right now. Go we, in with an open mind, maybe learn something oh no. from the other point of view? No, 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 no. The, the trans activists, the radicals outside decided to start burning stuff. They, oh, yeah. There, there was <laughs> right, a that's riot. what they do. Uh, four police officers were assaulted, and then at one moment, a campus yeah. emergency alert had to be issued because there was an explosion. Uh, somebody set off a small incendiary device, and they were lighting all sorts of stuff on fire. They had uh, smoke bombs going off. 
Yeah, so that's where we are. And, you know, you used the term last week. You said, you know, a lot of these folks have been radicalized. And who radicalized them and to what end? Mm -hmm. But we're seeing this ramp up more and more and more acts of violence uh, parading around as speech and legitimate protest. And I see kind of I, I see this kind of stuff go on uh, at university after university. You see Riley Gaines getting chased into a into a classroom where she has to be barricaded for three hours because she has the audacity to say that men shouldn't compete against women in women's sports. And she was assaulted. And she was assaulted. This this is uh, this is for all intents and purposes a terrorist movement at this point. And a lot of these people are dudes masquerading as women. Yeah, I mean intimidating other women. Yes. God. I see all this stuff going around, and then I just ask, again, ask me how much I care about the Capitol riot a couple of years ago. All right? <laughs> I, I don't care at all. Right. No. No, you see that in the polling. I mean, I'll keep saying it. It's never going to happen. But, I mean, you know, public gaining. Yeah. You're going to set off explosives because there's a debate going on? That you because you like can't the, yeah, formulate right. an argument exactly. verbally. You're gonna pout and scream and shout, and everything. Yeah, freak out, and we can't. We can't even hear it because it's so damaging to us. We're so weak. Well, it's violence, you know. Speech is violence. No, it's not. Of course, it isn't. Tell you what, you get a public caning after that. Say, yeah, speech is violence. I don't think you're gonna be going after that anymore. Yeah. Time for another public caning. If you do, <laughs> we'll just keep going. We got all day. Don't spare the rod. Yeah. It is. It's infuriating. And the, one of the things, too, David, it seems like the universities are not too quick to crack down on it. No. Like getting out in front saying, listen, okay, we know it's controversial. That's part of the experience of going to college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, this is what we're going to do. And we're not going to have anybody doing all this nonsense and threatening people, lighting crap on fire. It's not going to happen or you're going to jail. But they won't do it because I think they're all a part of the movement. I mean, somehow give me evidence that they're not. Well, yeah, the goal is to say that if you have any belief that pushes back against woke ideology, against progressive liberal ideology, you Mm -hmm. should not feel safe. That's terrorism. That's the definition of terrorism. You could make the argument that, I mean, a large number of universities across the country have been radicalized. Sure. And again, at some point, enough people will say, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to send my kid to that school. I'm just not going to do it. And if they do, they're going to have to take out their own loans and go themselves. So I just I can't send a kid somewhere to get indoctrinated into a worldview that I've spent my, you know, their entire life teaching them not to see through and see through a different lens. Why would you go? And spend that amount of money to send your kid to get taught something different. It doesn't make any sense to me. But anyway, I know we got to move on. Let's go. Do this every day at this time. Go around the table. Because this might not be the biggest story of the day, but it caught your attention. So we'll start with David, as we usually do. What's your story today, David? Fulton County, Georgia. Top members of the jail, uh, of the Fulton County jail system, have resigned as this investigation is going on because a mentally ill patient or a mentally ill inmate, I should say, died from, well, bed bugs. God! 
Mm. It's described as him being eaten alive oh, in unsanitary man. conditions. Man, man, man. Now, this actually happened last oh, year. Oh, my gosh. It happened in September of last year oh. where they found his body, and apparently they didn't do CPR because the uh, jail person was uh, uh, too freaked out and grossed out. Uh. There are pictures of the cell. It is Mm-mm. nasty. It is not okay. And I do wonder... You know, with all the talk about, you know, defund the police, and certainly that's a big topic in Atlanta right now with the whole cop city thing, the big yep. law enforcement training center oh, yeah. that left-wing terrorists have yes. taken over and actually shot at police officers from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Uh, why don't you want to talk about this? Why, why isn't this a huge topic of conversation in national media? I've seen a few articles online, mostly from local, but I think CNN had a piece about it. And all of this. And, and then you, you look up the politics of Fulton County. And Fulton County is one of the most reliably Democrat counties in America. Five of the seven county commissioners are Democrats. It is the home of left-wing politics in the state of Georgia. And you could make the argument the home of left-wing politics in the South altogether. And so, therefore, well, we can't blame it on Republicans. So, therefore, boy, this is just a tragedy. You mean you're not so concerned about the less fortunate? No. Hmm. No, we keep hearing these people on the left talk about sending out Dr. Phil to a, a violent domestic abuse situation because sometimes <laughs> people just need to be talked down. Right. But here you have a guy who apparently was paranoid schizophrenic who was left to be eaten alive God. in a jail cell while he was being held for misdemeanor battery charges. My bed bugs. All right. Gosh dang. What's your story, Scott? Man. <laughs> it's it's an awful story, and it's not funny. It's your reaction. <laughs> well, it's just, I can't think. That's brutal, man. It is. It's awful. Brutal. Yes. Uh story today was sent to us by one of our listeners, Kokomo, Indiana. Guy there is facing charges after police say he farted in a customer's taco at Taco Bell. Oh, come on, man. Chris really? Strutton, 22, of Kokomo, Indiana. <laughs> Facing a simple battery charge after another employee called the cops on him after witnessing him taking Ouch. a taco into the freezer and letting several rip on the taco. <laughs> I, I thought that was part of the ingredients. I, I just assumed. Oh. He was a cashier at the Taco Bell. He said, hey, this guy wouldn't stop belittling me for getting his order wrong. He called me several curse words and then said I had to be the dumbest person to work at fast food. His words were hurtful. So I took his Taco Supreme in the freezer and gave it a course of his words, butt burps. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh, dang. (laughs) A manager at Taco Bell says he was immediately fired upon being arrested. He will no longer be able to do that. You saved that one for the solo album for What's Your Story. You <laughs> could have contributed to Nimrod's in the news, but you said no. But I'm not going to do it. I'm it saving it for the solo record. To me. No, that's a good story. <laughs> <laughs> butt burps. <laughs> that's so dumb. <laughs> okay. Okay. Boy, this is switching gears for my story. Uh, I had a couple of clips yesterday of Heather McDonald. uh from the Manhattan Institute. She's got the new book out called When Race Trumps Merit. And if you are sick and tired of all of the race baiting going on and all the CRT stuff, okay, you just want to love everybody. You want it to be like Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream that everyone's judged on character, not color of skin, because that's not what the left wants anymore. No. 
And you get the feeling that researching the book and doing all the different research projects that Heather McDonald's done, she's had it. And a part of this interview, she makes the argument, okay, white privilege, all this, the white supremacy, that's not the problem. You know what the problem is? There's actually black privilege. Oh, my gosh, people are freaked out you say that, but that's exactly what she said. Black privilege. It's not white privilege. It's black privilege. If there is a single black student who is applying to a selective school and is putting his race down as white because he thinks that being white will gain him advantage to getting into Yale or Amherst or, or Scripps, you f- I would, I'll, I'll pay $10,000 to anybody who can find that. The reality is being black today in any mainstream institution confers an enormous advantage. There is not a single law firm, a single bank, a single tech lab in Silicon Valley, a single science lab that is not twisting itself into knots to try to find, hire, and promote as many remotely qualified blacks as possible. See, we all know this. Mm-hmm. And she'll say, people don't want to have these uncomfortable conversations, but it's time because this is the truth. White heterosexual males, it's over for them. They are at the bottom of the heap. So as bad as our country's past was, but I can also say this, it it sickens me, but it was worse every place else. I'm talking about slavery. She goes into that great detail of it's almost taught in America now that as horrific as slavery was in America, that this is pretty much the only place that it happened. Yeah. Not everywhere through the history of the world. And that's part of her point. Well, there's also no one talks about it still going on. Well, yeah. yeah. Or, or who was leading the charge to end it in the United yeah. States? Or Those people don't get credit for that either. What woke company is benefiting uh, from it now? Absolutely. Of course they are. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is she going to get any time on Legacy Media to talk about her views? Uh, Scott (laughs) Pelley's going to sit down with her for 20 minutes this week. So tell me now. (laughs) (laughs) What do you have to say? (laughs) Leslie Stahl. That's not true. (laughs) No. Okay. Uh, Elon Musk was on Tucker last night. Tucker asked, hey. Any evidence of alien life? Did you hear the Elon Musk answer? We'll get to that much more coming up right now. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jerry Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Where are the aliens? Where are they? Talked about aliens before. Yeah. Scott's afraid to say anything one way or another because yep. he doesn't want to be visited by him. Well, you know. if I say they don't exist, you know they're going to show up in my bed tonight. Mm-hmm. They're going to be looking at me while I'm sleeping and... Yeah. Making all kinds of schemes and plans. Seems like we hear about this all the time. Is UFOs all over the place. What's going on? I know. It's like these little, you can see it on the screen right. from our military. It's like watching a Pong game from 1976. Incredible graphics. With oh, AI, oh, yeah, you can get I poo-poo a, it. Yeah, but with AI, you can get a phone call from Jim Morrison. <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, honestly, I don't know what to believe anymore. Honestly. Well, Elon Musk is on Tucker's show for like a two-night interview, and that comes up. Like, you, you seen anything as far as life somewhere else? What about that? Elon Musk. To the best of my knowledge, we see no evidence of uh, conscious uh, 
life anywhere uh, anywhere in the universe. So it, it might be there. Um, Do you? He's in trouble. David would say, "Well, he's not going to tell you." Well, well, he's one of the pod people. <laughs> See, I mean, exactly, exactly. Why, why in the world would he? Why would he say yes? Absolutely, I have the I have the proof. He's going to peel that face off someday. <laughs> he is a different cat. Oh, man. dude. Oh, man. Is he ever? But what brilliant person isn't? Yeah, he's in the different cat category. Yeah, he's a different cat. All right. Um. He may be a cat for all I know. <laughs> he may come visit you in the middle of the night. I know. <laughs> he has a zipper in his forehead. <laughs> well, it was interesting. He was talking about somebody asking him about, well, have you come across it? A lot of people ask me, you know, <laughs> um, where are the aliens? And I, I think if, if anyone would know about aliens on Earth, it would probably be me. I would um, think. Yeah, I'm, you know, very familiar with space stuff. Um, and I've seen no evidence of aliens, so I would sh I would immediately tweet you know tweet it out that says let's hang it and they'll be like that'll be like well, all time probably the top tweet of all time <laughs> that one guys <laughs> it's, it's this weird thing when you watch it I know because it's fascinating yet you're also a little uncomfortable yes because there's an awkwardness to it yes and then the laughing about what the tweet would do if he tweeted out yes I finally found the aliens. <laughs> This is a jackpot. This <laughs> is some eight billion likes, you know. Um, ne next level jackpot if you find the, the aliens. Like I don't think they're keeping this under, a, you know. Yeah. Okay. I'll just say, man, his overall demeanor comes across as a young, early twenties David Van Camp at a party when someone asked if I had any weed on me. <laughs> Listen, okay. <laughs> if anyone would would know if there's weed in this house, it would be it would be me. All right, I don't. I'm like looking at my buddy. Oh my gosh, they're trying to take my weed from me. They're following me. <laughs> uh, happen to see this today. You know, habits are important in life. Having good habits. There's in books written about it. There was a great one uh, a number of years ago now. Uh, the Power of Habit. Don't know if you ever read it. Really good book. There was a study that said that whole thought of it takes 21 days to form a habit yeah. isn't really true. Uh, researchers looked into this, said, you know, there's not really a one-size-fits-all answer. Like, yep, 21 days, that'll do it. How long it takes depends on what the habit is and other factors like your personality. So they looked at two different habits to see how long it took for each one to stick. Uh, Hand-washing was one of them and going to the gym on a regular basis. So 3,000 hospital workers had to get into the habit of washing their hands more than hmm. they already did. That one only took a few weeks to catch on. But then they tracked 30,000 people who signed up for gym memberships. And they had to keep going an average of six months before it became a habit. So they're saying, okay, the tougher the habit, the more patience it takes. Mm -hmm. And you just have to stick with it. Okay, anecdotally, have you found that to be true? Yeah, if it's hard to do, then, yeah, it does take a little bit longer. Yeah. And the whole thing about 21 days, I guess, I'd always heard it was like six weeks. Seems arbitrary, 21 days, but, yeah, doesn't seem like that's near long enough. Yeah, it, I thought the thought, especially if you were, like, going to work out, it was going to take a solid six weeks yeah. before you really had some, sort, you know, kind of ingrained that habit. Um. So anyway, 
I just find all of that stuff interesting. Mm-hmm. But if you can change it, and once it becomes natural, you know, it's awesome. Think about how many habits you've changed in the last seven years, Robbins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Man, the whole thing with our departure from Afghanistan is humiliating. And it's sad. I mean, you could name a number of descriptors to describe what happened there. But it's maddening all over again, David. Yeah. Well, you you got the guy who's been overseeing accountability for the disaster in Afghanistan. He's actually been in this position for quite some time, uh, overseeing uh, and 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 providing oversight of the overall operation. Uh, he made a stunning claim this morning on Capitol Hill. This is John Sop, uh, Sopko, the Inspector General, or uh, I'm sorry, the Special Inspector General for Afghanistan Reconstruction is his whole title. Okay. Unfortunately. As I sit here today, I cannot assure this committee or the American taxpayer we are not currently funding the Taliban. Wow. Huh. And, the, and the greater point is that he's saying the Biden administration isn't handing over documents. They're not cooperating with anything that he's doing. And why would they do that? Because they're I thought this the was going to be the yep. most transparent administration in the history of the United States. Mm-hmm. Well, that, see, that, secrets? Was, that was a lie. And they, the, for whatever reason, they don't want to uh, let the American people know how bad it really was. Jeez. Lester Holt going to cover this tonight? It's a yeah, good question. ABC, Good Morning America tomorrow? I Usually they ignore the stuff that would not sort of fit the agenda. Ah, people don't need to know about that. But I'm sure if you polled Americans, hey, would you consider this to be a big story that the administration right now is not cooperating and not handing over documents so we know exactly what's going on in Afghanistan and what happened when we left? Don't you think most people say, yeah, I want to know about that? If only they would have left Dominion voting machines behind. (laughs) Let's see what's leading uh, uh, right now, CNN.com. Okay. Two teens arrested and charged with murder and Sweet 16 Party Massacre. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's a big story. Sure. Yeah. No doubt about that. Uh, Blue Jays pitcher tweeted, flight attendant had his pregnant wife get on her hands and knees to clean up. Debate ensued. We had that yesterday. You're CNN. Yeah, and... Is that really something that's an anchor on your website right now? Huh. No, shouldn't be. Uh, CEO goes viral after telling staff worried about bonuses to leave Pity City. Okay. Uh, Anti-vaccine activist Robert F. Kennedy Jr. launches 2024 presidential bid. Uh, Nothing on the IG laying to waste the Biden administration's obfuscation and incompetence. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, 
you think about this, and, and I mean, we're not surprised. What happened Chicago this past weekend? How can you tell me that's not one of the biggest stories in America on Monday and Tuesday of this week? That was crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. hundreds of teens. I mean, what was it? Lori Lightfoot saying, hey, the, most of them just came in to enjoy the city. It was really good weather. And most, I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, a few got out of hand. You saw the video. Yeah. Your eyes don't lie to you in that stuff. It was nuts. I mean, all the damage, jumping on cars, assaulting people. I And... Nothing's done. Well, you no, get cops but the, around. It's crazy. People leading the city don't have a problem with it. No. The so issue it, wasn't the kids. It was the issue was uh, of poverty lack of opportunity. and opportunity and poverty. And How is that not a story? Because they don't want viewers to see it. I saw another one from, where was it? San Fran- I don't know where it was. San Francisco, I think, where they bashed their way into a grocery store. Like Compton. a convenience store in Compton. Yeah, yeah California. It overtook yeah. it. Overtook it. Yes. And then I hear, well, the kids are hungry. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah, no. you hear that. Well, is part of it is, it's, is you know, it's, there's it's hunger it's, within it, the community. It's desperation. And so, they have no, they, they need to eat. And it showed pictures of these kids in their hoodies, and well, none of them looked like they were starving to death. Well, and, uh, I mean, if you're starving to death, you don't, you know, stock up on cigarettes and condoms either. Well, no, right. Well, because that was it was booze and cigarettes and condoms more yes. than anything else. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, and I think the point's been made too. And it, I mean, just so hungry, yet everyone's coordinating, getting together on their cell phone. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't. They're all hungry sense. at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. They sent out an evite, you know. Right. Yes. Yeah, and speaking of Chicago, that couple. They got beat up is now speaking out? Yeah, they are. Uh, we've all seen the video from the mayhem in Chicago, a young white woman surrounded by teens getting pummeled. Uh, she and her boyfriend did an interview with Fox News. The boyfriend, by the way, is black. Saw and, that. And so they were just leaving a store. They see this mob, and they were trying to get through. He said, well, I grabbed her hand, and I was trying to, like, pull her through because these were just, you know, a bunch of kids acting stupid. So I figured, yeah, we could get get through. Uh, that's when they got jumped and they got robbed. Unbelievable. Roll it. It was very random because all we were doing, we had just left Nordstrom and uh, we were looking for somewhere to eat and we saw that group and they just thought they was tough and they didn't want to move out the way just out there being stupid, young and dumb, trying to prove a point for nothing. Yeah. Both of our pairs of shoes, my Yeezys, her uh, sandals, her Apple Watch, my hat, we had just bought the both our phones. Glasses, her glasses, both our phones. Mm. Cops drove right by it. Oh. Act like they didn't see anything. While DJ was. Oh, goodness. Mm. Mm. Why did they not mm. stop? Well, God forbid you actually hold some teens accountable, but we all know exactly why they right, didn't stop, really. Yeah. And it, it's because nobody wants to be, no police officer in the, in the city of Chicago wants to be seen on, on video beating up a black kid no matter what that kid was doing ahead of time doesn't matter remember what was that kid's name adam toledo he was a teenager in chicago i think it was last year uh he was firing shots he was a member he was a young gang member and he was firing a gun in the middle of the night in the street cop gave chase cop gives chase you could see it clearly on Mm -hmm. the on the body cam video uh toledo turns around with the gun in his hand 
and then within half a second dropped the gun, but not before the cop dropped him, shot him. Yeah. Because he turned around with a gun. And there was still massive protests. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the socialist representative out of New York, was saying, we need justice for this young man. Oh, dude, people were protesting. And tell me if I'm wrong here, if I remember right, that is why now in Chicago as a cop, you can't chase somebody. Yeah, there there are restrictions in terms of yes. foot chases, yes. Insanity. It doesn't matter There's how more of the couple talking from the other night. While DJ was getting jumped in the middle of the street, I um, that's when I was getting up off the ground, and I saw the cops just drive by. They They almost had to avoid the collision to get past us, but they just drove by the incident in the middle of the street. You know, when different people say, this is like a third world country, that is, man. That is so Mm -hmm. sad and maddening. Golly. You appeal to the leaders to step into the void, and they won't. They don't. (sighs) They they have no problem with it. It's all race-based. That's all it is. Just a bunch of people complaining because they're Lack man, of opportunity oh, children are out there raising hell. Yeah. You know, <laughs> something really bad is going to happen. Oh, yeah. I it, agree with you. you no, know, it will. People are going to take this stuff into their own hands sooner yep. or later, man. And it's going to get ugly. Really ugly. Yep. Okay, David, what's the story uh, with the bus driver getting thousands of dollars Dude, after they quit? Who's I this? I love this story. <laughs> Former Great bus story. driver in Amherst, Ohio. She went nuts on some unruly oh, kids. Yes. Apparently, the lady's name is Jackie Miller. Apparently, what set her off is that someone sprayed some perfume that triggered her asthma, and they had talked about this in the past, according to her. Like, hey, don't don't use that. I'm allergic to it. Okay. And yet, apparently, uh, somebody kept using it. The kids were just being out of hand, and she... Freaking unleashes on them. Roll it. Sick of you. I'm sick of all of this. Shit. I'm done with it. I'm gonna start kicking some oh. serious ass. Yes. Do you hear me? Yes. My foot's gonna be so far up your damn ass. Gonna dangle out your damn nose. I'm done with you. I'm done with this. Shit. Oh man. Okay. Let me yes. play the rest of the clip. How old are the kids? Uh, they look to be like middle school aged. I was thinking that too. Good enough. Good enough for me. I'm ready. Walk off this damn bus right now and let you people walk the home. Yeah. Shut your mouth. I don't want to hear another damn word out of your mouth. Oh, yes. Yes. I'm going to put my foot so far up your keister, (laughs) it's going to be dangling out of your mouth. Damn. Yes. All right. Well, she wound up quitting after this. Like, just screw this. I quit. And uh, so some people were very sympathetic to her cause. Uh, they called themselves Team Bus Driver. They got a GoFundMe rolling for her so she can retire and take a vacation. They've already raised more than $120,000. <laughs> Isn't that something? That yeah. tells you everything, yeah. doesn't it? <laughs> There's a lot of people who are just they're tired of putting up with absolute nonsense. Well, and I think, man, and I'm not, I'm not up. It's crazy you have to say this. I don't want to see kids getting beaten up. But as far as the old, we just need to talk as far as discipline. A spanking is bad. No, dude. No. Paddle. Dude, you got whipped in school, Scott. Yes. 
Okay, it wasn't a whip. It was a paddle. No, it was a paddle with uh, my teacher's fraternity house paddle. That's what I had fifth grade, yes. dude. Yes. Yeah, you didn't jack around. No, no, no. And you know what? Mr. Jennings was coming, bro. Parents found out you got your ass beat again when you oh, got home. buddy. Yeah, that'd be the <laughs> yeah. belt. Yes. Yes. Golly. Where do I get to that lady's fun? How can you say that the esteem is the dead and visible marching for the rest of his life? Yes. And we got the education secretary. What's a woman? I can't tell you. Next. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay. I don't know if you saw this story. Um, there was a House Appropriation Subcommittee hearing, and the education secretary, Miguel Cardona, kept dancing around the question. It was asked by Andrew Clyde, the rep, the Republican from Georgia. Who's talking about Title IX? And there are people trying to block people saying, okay, Title IX, we got to keep it safe. We can't have, you know, biological males competing with women. But the dude would not answer what a woman is. Another one of these people. Here we go again. <laughs> Jeez. Do you have the audio of it, David? I, I don't, no. Let's grab the audio. There was something that went haywire with your machine. I had the audio, and it's it sounds all like staticky. Want to get a good clip of it? We can get to that coming up in the next fifteen minutes. You want to hear this though? You do want to hear? Yeah, it, I yeah. Do, I want. It's so maddening. And you know when when Biden put him up for the gig, and he was being asked questions, he kept trying to dance around. Well, you know, we just try to make it fair for everybody. Yes, but are you okay with biological boys competing with girls? Mm -hmm. And he would never answer the question. I mean, if that's what you really believe, then stand by it. And give me a reason why it's not, why it is okay. Tell but, me why it is fair. But they won't do it. Tell me. Yeah. Saw this today in the Wall Street Journal. More kids are getting weight loss surgery to treat obesity. Golly. Mm. You fix it all with surgery, can't we? Well, there's a lot of money to be made in surgery. Again, I ask who's paying for all of this? Somebody is. Parents, insurance companies, government? Mm, yes. Unbelievable. It's just, Some people are making a lot of money. It's unbelievable. I mean, the way the story reads, more children are getting stomach surgery to help them lose weight. The most drastic of measures doctors are recommending to confront relentlessly rising obesity rates. David, anecdotal yeah. story that you've noticed at the playground when you take your kids. Yeah. And again, I'll, I'll, I can be sensitive to this, having been a fat kid and a, a grown-up fat kid as well. But I, I just noticed that <clears throat> the regular people I see at the parks that I take my kids to, mm -hmm. just the, the folks who show up there with some frequency, their kids never seem to be fat. Yeah. It is strange. I know. People would say, that's anecdotal. Yeah, but I mean, don't just go to one park. There are several parks around town that we'll go to. And uh, rarely, if ever, do I see a chunky kid chasing a soccer ball. Yeah, I know what you're saying. You know, this is the thing. I just want to know the truth like so many other people. Okay, so when these experts say, and it says it in the story, that most of the young people that undergo the bariatric surgery didn't lose weight through diet, exercise, or weight loss drugs. Mm -hmm. The surgery can be a faster, more lasting fix for patients with severe obesity. 
That's what the researchers and pediatricians said. Okay, it's a much bigger problem than it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not like this was always an issue with people in the United States. And you look at other countries, they don't have this problem. No. So you're like, okay, is this really true? And then you talk to a few doctors off the record. Like, hey, is it one of these things where you have people saying, no, honestly, I don't eat much. Here's what I ate all day. Here's how much I exercise. And they just don't lose the weight. And they'll tell you, no, that doesn't happen. It doesn't. You can have thyroid issue, things like that. But to a large degree, once you have someone that actually writes down and keeps track of what's in their diet all day, Mm -hmm. you see what's happening. But if you are a doctor and you're saying, no, 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 there are some people that really do. They just, please, hit Scott up on Facebook, on our Facebook page. Let us know. So, I mean, I don't have a narrative. I just want to know what the truth is. It's like that may happen, but it's not the driving problem that we're seeing in this country. Obviously, it's not. No. Because why is it just the United States? Yeah. And, you know. I don't know, just not buying that whole thing. I blame Hostess fruit pies. (laughs) They are delicious. They are. That is true. You know, there was another topic out there. We should probably follow up with this a little later, too. All right, on the spot, you're going to save one or the other from a sinking boat. One person or 100 dogs? What kind of dogs? What kind of person? Yeah. (laughs) You don't know. Right. You just got to choose right now. Well, I I would go person, yeah. Okay. I'd go dogs. Oh, goodness gracious. Pray for David. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. More on that later. Biggest story of the day, David. Uh, Biggest story of the day to me is that the guy who's overseeing the after-action analysis of the Afghanistan debacle (sighs) is saying that the White House, by the way, is stymieing uh, most of our efforts to get to the bottom of what went wrong and why. and, uh, by the way, I can't guarantee that we are not directly funding the Taliban. Gosh dang. And it actually looks like we are. Yeah. <laughs> Golly. Yeah. Just when you think it can't get any more ridiculous. And no one's getting fired. No one. Wow. All right, we'll get to that. And you'll hear uh, <laughs> the education secretary try to define what a woman is. Unbelievable. Straight ahead. I'm Jamie Martin, Jen Axer, David Van Camp, Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, we were talking about Miguel Cardona, Education Secretary. Mm-hmm. Um, they're talking about Title IX. Yeah. Girls' sports. It's in trouble right now. Biological males should not be able to play girls' sports. Yes. So they're talking about that. And you have a Republican rep saying, hey, can you define what a woman is for me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do we have the audio that actually will play? Right. Try to play it. There was oh, some boy. trouble, actually, with the audio coming out of the room yesterday. Yeah. And so it was sounding a little bit garbled, depending on what media source you were listening to. So let's let, try to play it. It's it's playing clearly in my headphones right now. But Okay. Uh, here we go. What is a woman? Uh our focus nope. yeah, at the totally department jacked. is to provide it's so strange, equal dude. access. Because on one source I'm listening to, it works, and you play it on another, it doesn't work. Yeah. And I can't remember any other audio working that way. No. They don't want you to hear. 
Yeah, the education secretary. Yeah, so basically, the uh, we'll, we'll just read the transcript here. He's asked. Uh, I'll try one more thing if you want. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. What's the worst thing that could happen? I don't know. I'd like to fail button. twice. Here we go. Okay. We'll see what happens. No, that's not working either. <laughs> I hear it's it. It's fine. And it's so weird because in my headphones it plays clear. In my headphones I hear it fine. I do. I know, they don't dude, want you to crazy. know the truth. So, uh, yeah, what he said is our focus at the department is to provide equal access to students, including students who are LGBTQ, access free from discrimination. And then Cardono says he believes that, uh, you know, a- answering the question, what is a woman, is secondary to his role. <laughs> like, no. No, it's not. If you're talking about Title IX, if you're talking about yeah. protecting girls' sports, yes. then you ought to be able to define what that is. What, yes. what qualifies as girls' sport? Why do we have two separate, uh, two separate uh, leagues? Why do we have girls' leagues and boys' leagues? Why do we have softball for girls and baseball for boys what to just define it and if the answer is a woman is whoever says they are a woman which is what they uh, many of these people try to uh, dance around well then if you are honest about it uh, people will realize that you're full of crap because no yes. being a woman is a unique experience just like being a man is a unique experience there are things that i as a man will never experience such as well Menstrual cramps, the ability to bear a child. I will never experience those things. But now you have a whole group of people that are screaming when you say that. Well, it, tough. I know. There's reality. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I mean it's, it sounds like a joke that there's a war on reality. Mm-hmm. There's a freaking war on reality. I'll also need, never, ever, ever be a point guard for the Houston Rockets. That'll never happen. What if we started training tomorrow for you? <laughs> okay, probably not. I will never win a slam dunk contest at an NBA All-Star game. That's a fact. Yes, it is. And it has to do with the structure of my body and my athletic ability. There's a reality to it. Yes. But this guy won't answer the question. No. Goodness gracious, it's frustrating. Well, well you and, think and, you are 6'8 and 26. That won't make any difference because you're not. Yeah. As far as I know, you still cannot identify as another race. Correct? Yeah. We're still on that. Rachel Dolezal proved it yeah. years ago, and I think that's still in play. Which is actually so funny because race, not 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 the actual skin color, but the idea of race is literally a social construct. The idea uh, that that is just a, that is not an immutable scientific fact. Whereas well, you're gonna gender get in some is dangerous territory with the crazies, David. <laughs> you know how this goes. Yeah. But it's like if you're black, you can't be white, and if you're white, you can't be black. But if you're a dude, you can be a woman. It's insanity. If you're a white man, can you be a black woman? No. No. You no, can I be don't. a woman, but not a black woman. There's that, that dude, Ollie London, mm-hmm. who is now like a detransitioner. But he actually got into hot water, not because he transitioned to be a woman, but because he transitioned to be a Korean woman. Yes. Uh, Yes. Yes, that's all it took. You you cannot identify as Korean. Hmm. Got it. Man, I need a book on all this stuff. (laughs) Well, I need common sense. By the way, we also live in a world where the ATF director can't say what an assault weapon is. Yeah. If you missed it earlier in the show. That was a doozy. Yep. 
It is. Could you, in 15 seconds, would you define an assault weapon for me? So, so if you go after 15 seconds, I'll just interrupt you. Yeah, so. so so I'll go shorter than that because I, I honestly, I do think that's a, if Congress wishes to take that up, I think Congress would have to do the work. But we would be there to provide technical assistance. I, unlike you, I'm not a firearms expert to the same extent as you may be, but we have people at ATF. <laughs> You know, that's what makes no sense, because how can you be somebody, and he is, the ATF director, is somebody who's supportive of an assault weapons ban, then you should be able to define it. Even if it says, I'd refer you to the list of of weapons that were included in the 1994 overall crime bill. Those are the weapons that we're talking about. Then, then at least you could have the conversation, but they don't, they don't want to have the conversation. They just want to say assault weapons ban. And that's it. Scary-looking guns, no more, because some right. nut jobs kill people. So you're talking about handguns? Right. What so are you, you never know. About? You don't know what they're talking about, and that's what they want. All right. Switching gears. Uh, someone's saying, I don't know why I was fired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you find out who, it's pretty oh hilarious. Oh, my gosh. It's Brian this... Stelter. Oh, man, yeah. CNN's old liberal no media. No idea. <laughs> The old liberal media propagandist for CNN, Brian Stelter, he's trying to get back out there after being fired from CNN. Uh, he sat down with Dan Abrams on News Nation. Okay. Well, they kind of pushed you out uh, as, yeah. they, as, they, as they announced they were... I've embraced the F word, Dan. Fired. You got fired. Um, <laughs> why do you think you got fired? I don't know. Really? Um, you really don't know? Please. I really, truly don't know. I, you know, I know I had a, a popular show by CNN standards, and I know that it was pretty cheap to produce. But I also know every well, show gets canceled eventually. Uh, hold on. But I, uh, yes. Okay. Everything has a shelf life. But you don't know it was popular by CNN standards. What does that mean? Well, well again, that's, that's a pretty low bar to clear. And it wasn't. Yeah, that's the thing. It really wasn't. No, it wasn't. Even by CNN standards, it wasn't. It was always in the tank, if I remember right from seeing the ratings. Yeah. Okay. But I think what CNN's trying to do is what I just said. Lower the temperature. Lower the volume. And I'm rooting for them because we need to have a lot of news networks in this country. Uh, Lower the temperature of viewers? Success, then. The morning show star just got in trouble because he said a woman in her early 50s is not in her prime. <laughs> yeah. Lowering the temperature, you say. <laughs> yeah, cool. Interesting. Uh, that's a pretty good point there. Has no idea. Nobody told him. Brian, you're fired. You know, well, something Why? else. No reason. We'll have to get to later. Um, Don Lemon. I mean, the guy is not good. He keeps stepping in it. And then it's the issue of race, and he's challenged on history and fails miserably. What's it going to take for that dude to get fired? I don't know. Well, you you said he's protected. You said he'll ne- you told me he'll never be fired. I, well, I thought they had the cause a little while ago mm-hmm. with everything else, but I also bet that he would keep his job, and I won that bet from you. I know. You did. You know, at the same time, you can't win with that dude on that no, morning show or no. anywhere else. Anywhere. You can't, it's it's you unwatchable. can't continually hide him. I, you, you just, you my, know. my theory is basically they're playing for draft picks. You know, they right. throw him on there with a couple of potential rising stars in the network, Poppy Harlow and Caitlin Collins. And, you know, let's see how this works, kick the tires on it. And if the ratings are in the tank, then maybe they do have cause, like objective cause to fire right. him. 
without like him Bobby. running to a lawyer and taking them to court. Yeah, like the Bobby Bonilla of yeah. news. He'll just shuffle out once a week, once a year, get his check, and go back in. <laughs> Maybe. Doesn't have to do anything for it, yeah. All right, on this other topic that people have been kicking around today, you have a choice. You are going to save either one person or 100 dogs from a sinking boat, and what do you choose? David said he'd go with the dogs. Yeah. Scott begrudgingly said the person. Because yeah, you wouldn't tell me who it was. We don't know. It's okay. just you don't know the person. If it was Brian Stelter, I'm bringing the dogs. Twenty-three <laughs> percent uh, of Americans said they'd save the dogs. I'm surprised it's that low. I am too, a little bit. Yeah, me too. I thought it would be You're higher. Talking about a human being. I know. Uh, well, I know, but I told you. You know, guys get in more trouble for being mean to animals than they ever do to people. I understand that. I do. But, I mean, you can save one or the other. I would feel terrible seeing 100 dogs die, but that's a person. It's a human being. No, I know. That's why I said a human being initially. I, I, For me, I'm team dog on this one just because I'm playing the averages. You know, I, I know a lot more people who are jerks than dogs who are jerks. Yeah, because we, we don't know the person we're out there trying to save. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My mind immediately goes here. I'm going to have to answer for everything I do. Mm -hmm. Okay, I've got a long list already. I don't want this added to it. But if it's that's a human being, if it's Stelter, that points to the good. <laughs> <laughs> the dogs also have uh, a, a lower likelihood of being able to save themselves. I'm just saying. Wow, David, you've really thought this through. I, yeah, you're right. Dogs can paddle for a long time, man. <laughs> they can. They can dog paddle. But they can't open. Well. They can't open round doorknobs. So if they're what if they're in the cabin and they can't get the latch undone? Yeah, well, I got to go get those dogs. All right. Hey man, explain it to the big guy. You're on your own, man. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, Brian, you stay right here. I'm gonna go get the dogs. <laughs> you know they followed up this question too. By the way, I said, what if it was fewer than like ten dogs, or one person? Nineteen percent said they'd still save the dogs. People don't hate. They, people hate people. What can I say? And then I'm, they said, craziest of all, one dog, one person. Choose. 14%. Yep, I'm going with the dog. I'm going to need to know more about who the dog is and who the person is. <laughs> yeah. Lack of information on this Yeah. One. You know, and the thing is, what's probably true, it might really depend for some people on which kind of dog. I don't know about which kind of person. It's a person, man. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but if it's like, save... I'm going to save my dog or save Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler is going to get drowned. I'm sorry. Again, this is a random person you don't know. Mm -hmm. well, well, if yeah, I don't know you, them, all then... of a sudden. While they're out there, before I bring them in, I'm going to go, what's a woman? <laughs> <laughs> Define woman. You can't do it. Come here, puppy. Come here, boy. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Sometimes you bring a story and you're like, should I even raise Robin's blood pressure? Non-binary Biden official paid government salary with felony charges next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. I, I, you look sad. John Fetterman. Uh, this is the guy who had a nearly deadly stroke about a year ago, but uh, no, had no one around him who loved him enough to tell him to not campaign for Senate anymore. 
Uh, and he wound up winning against Dr. Oz. <laughs> Golly. Isn't that something, I know. isn't it? It's something, man. So, anyway, uh, then he, he was in the hospital for a few weeks because he was suicidal and yeah. being treated for clinical depression. Uh, he is back at work now. That's the good news. The bad news is that he is chairing a subcommittee right now talking about the uh, supplemental nutrition assistance program, SNAP, food stamps. Okay. Uh, they're working on writing up a new farm bill. He's chairing the subcommittee because... Why? Isn't that putting more pressure on equity? him? Equity. Yeah. You would think when the guy's like, hey, I'm I'm almost I'm suicidal because I can't take the pressure, I can't understand people when they talk to me and I get startled by loud noises and bright lights, maybe they would want to just, just vote how you're told. Like, ease into it a little. No, they put him out there, though. Here we go. In my time and effort in IFAS, as the mayor of Braddock to lieutenant governor to now, I have heard from Pennsylvanians about their support for a snap. Hunger is not a Republican or a Democrat issue. It's all of our issue that we have to take it on. That's five seconds of him turning a single page. Oh, man. We need to come together and stop playing political games with Americans' access to food. Americans like Chair about Clory Jor from the north to the town of Northeast in Pennsylvania. He tells me that his victim was skimming, which was when somebody stole money and he relied from his SNAP EBT. Oh, man. Mr. Jor is not the first Pennsylvanian I've heard this from. I fear he won't be the last. And I will work in this farm bill to modernize SNAP to work to recipients in the 21st century. I look forward oh, to man. hearing from you, your witness on this nutrition assistance on the farm bill. And I will now turn to Senator Braun for any opening comments that he would like to make. Dude, this is like cruel. It is you cruel. Know, damn those people. Damn that wife. All the people that shoved him out there. Because honestly... You would criticize him, but I don't know if he's in right mind to make decisions. Yeah. He did what he was told. I know he wanted the gig, but then after the stroke. Yeah, but man. I mean, are they saying that, now he can make his own decisions? I mean, like is, cognitively he's there? Because when you hear different people talk about it, it's like it's no, there's no way I mean, that he's there. The party is circling the wagons to get rid of Dianne Feinstein because she mentally is not up for the task anymore. Well, it's not we've, really about that. We've known that for a long time. She's standing in the way. She can't well, show she up. Can't she can't go to work. Boat, yes. She can't do what they want her to do, and she doesn't make any sense. And right. this, is, this has been going on for quite some time. This guy. I mean, this, oh, goodness. They're just going to keep doing it. They they are. They're just going to keep pushing this dude and keep God. having him humiliate himself over and over and over again because yeah, it's about For the their power. own gain. Yeah. That is completely unforgivable, man. Oh, my goodness. Just these people suck. They do. Oh, the other part of the story I mentioned real quick, uh, the non-binary ex-Biden official, Sam Britton. Remember him? Yeah, the luggage guy. (laughs) (laughs) 
He's still getting paid a government salary. No. While he's facing this charge. Yes. No. Yes, he is. <laughs> this is the Mark Levin Camp and Robert Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, David, you have a news update? Uh, yeah. This is just remarkable audio. So the White House has invited the so-called Tennessee Three, the insurrectionists in Tennessee, who stormed okay. the state house, let the let protesters in with bullhorns and whatnot. Insurrection. Uh, yeah, and so under the left's current definition, that would qualify as an insurrection, would it not? I mean, it was interrupting. It was a mob interrupting official state business. Yes. Well, that's not how the left and the White House feel about it, though, of course. Um, so they're inviting them to the White House, I guess, on Monday. Now, the interesting thing is that apparently there has not been much outreach to the victims of the Nashville school shooting, which is what prompted the left-wing insurrection in Tennessee to begin with. And Corrine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, was asked about that. Oh. So Monday, you're going to have three of the lawmakers who protested Peace, after... Peacefully protested. Who peacefully protested after the Nashville Covenant <laughs> School shooting. Have any of the victims or the victims' families been invited to the White House? I don't have anything to, to read out to you about any invite. Why? I just don't have anything at this time to read out to you any invite. What I can say to you right now is that the president is focused on getting things done. <laughs> Why number one? It doesn't mean anything. He's focused. Jeez. Come on. Yeah. And I read part of a transcript where she goes on to say, because, you know, what more can be done with these shootings? And, you know, wants to talk to these three if they have any other ideas. Like, we have we haven't had, had enough input yet from grifters. We need more, right? Before we can actually form an opinion, yeah. Well, you know the story, and it, you know it's awful. The kid that got shot because he went to the wrong door yeah. by the old guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the word was he was going to be invited to the White House. Yeah. When he's strong enough. Well, Biden said that. Yeah. Okay. Uh he doesn't have anything to do with legislation in Tennessee or in the United States. So are we to just take it that that's just a political maneuver? Yes. Because these other victims weren't invited at all. Yeah. From this shooting. Well, it's all, it's so all you pick and choose. It's all politics. Of I course mean, it is. Dude, in Elgin, Texas, I think, Scott, you made a uh, reference to this earlier. Mm -hmm. Two cheerleaders were shot by a guy because they got in the wrong car. Apparently, it was like around midnight. They're at an HEB, a big grocery store, for those unfamiliar. They're, they get it. The, one of the cheerleaders gets in the car thinking it's her car. Well, it's not. And there's another dude in the car there. She flips out, runs back to her friend's car. In this case, the dude that was in the car gets out, approaches their vehicle, and starts shooting. Yeah. But no, wow. no, 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 no. We're not. We're not going to talk anything about that. Well, because the victims were the wrong skin color. Oh, yeah. We all know this. 
By the way, um, speaking of guns and race, I haven't heard all of the audio, which is even more reason to play it, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we don't really know what's on it, well, so you get let's a go. real raw reaction that way. Yeah. I don't think there's any cursing. It happened on CNN. All right. Well, hand on the button, David, just in case. Um, apparently, this was Don Lemon and Vivek Ramaswamy, who's oh. running for president, oh. talking about guns and race. And from the way I understand it, uh, Don insulted well, his guest. So let's just roll it and pick it up. I don't really see what one has to do with the other, especially consider and using the Civil War to talk about black Americans. That war was not fought for black people to have guns. That's 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 not that war was fought for black people to have freedoms in this country. Yeah. Actually, that's why the Civil War was fought. OK, and the sad that part wasn't about fought it. For, for black people to have guns, I think. Actually, you know, no funny fact is black people did not get to enjoy the other freedoms until their Second Amendment rights were secured. And I think that that's black, one of the lessons that we still learned. aren't allowed to enjoy the freedoms. I disagree well with you country. on that, Don. I disagree with you. I think you're doing a disservice well, to our country okay. by failing to recognize when the you, fact that we have the quality of the law. Skin, and you live in this country, then you can disagree with me. But we're not. You mentioned it. Whoa. Oh, well, now, really? I can't have an opinion. Right. You, okay. You're going you're gonna to talk to the dude who started Black Guns Matter? Because that guy's actually out there and going and doing the work to try to make sure that especially African-American women in major cities have the right to defend themselves and know how to defend themselves. He's actually doing something to help victims, Don. But Don is used to being able to say, hey, when you are the color of my skin, then you can say something. Until then, you just pipe down. He's not having it. You mentioned that, you know, that I we disagree. Have three different shades Don, of I think we have to be able here. to talk about these issues in the open, regardless of the color of our skin. Black Americans today, to say that, compare that to 1865 and 1964, I think absolutely have equal rights. I think it's insulting to black people. It's insulting to me as an African American. I don't want to sit here and argue with you because it's infuriating for you to put that. No, 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 no. You don't things. want to argue because you'll get buried. Yeah. And because you don't have facts. You're praying for the break wrong. right now. Come on, come on. Well, yeah, and the thing is, it, was it fought so black people could just have guns? No, but it was about freedom overall and enjoying constitutional rights. And one of those constitutional rights is actually gun rights and the right to defend yourself. Because what our founding fathers recognized was that the balance of power is on a more even playing field when the state does not have a monopoly on the means of violence. Well said. We still got like 20 seconds of this back and forth. I don't know where it goes, but I can't wait to find out. American, I don't want to sit here and argue with you yeah. because it's infuriating for you to put that to put those things together. It's not right. Your telling of history is wrong. Your, what, what, your what part of the history was wrong? What, 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 what part of the history was wrong? That the Civil War was fought. You're making people think that the Civil War was fought for black people, only for black people to get guns and for black people to the have The Civil War was fought for rights. black people in this country to get freedoms, a noble mission. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and Don ought to be asking some old-time Democrats why they have been working, and actually current Democrats have been working overtime to make sure that black people can't exercise their constitutional rights. The cities that have the strictest gun control measure tend to be majority black or close to majority black. Why are, why are all of these lawmakers so afraid of black people getting guns? <laughs> That's an honest question. It I'm not, is, man. I'm not trying to play it a gotcha. Not, no, no, no. Game. But they're not going to ask it. Right. No, that was interesting. Man. I like the morality, the lecturing that comes from that hall monitor, Don Lemon. 
Ramaswamy's sharp, man. And he wasn't, and he pushed back, and that's good. Absolutely. And Don melts down when you push back. Oh, buddy. Yeah, that was really good. Race baiter. Okay. Um, Boy, one of the big stories today, David, uh, and you've been highlighting this, is the Afghanistan Inspector General testifying, talking about how much the current administration is obstructing his own investigation. Yeah. Why? And you can tell he's had it. This is John Sopko, the special inspector general for Afghanistan reconstruction. And one of the big bombshells today was saying, I can't sit here and tell you that the U.S. taxpayer is not directly funding the Taliban at this point. Wow. Lack of cooperation by state. And I'm not talking about the IGs. I'm talking about the Department of State and to a lesser extent USAID is unprecedented in the nearly 12 years that I have been the cigar. And and I must add, in the two decades that I did congressional oversight, both in the Senate and the House, due to this refusal to fully cooperate, a significant portion of cigar's work, including the the five reports we did for this committee, have been hindered and delayed. Why? Well, we probably know. Yeah, we know. It was an absolute debacle, but they don't want you to know exactly yeah. what happened leading up to it and why. Yeah. Probably because they don't want somebody to uncover how many people were saying to the defense contractors, hey, don't worry, we're going to be providing plenty of business for you in Ukraine. Do you remember at the time we're trying to figure out, okay, how are they going to keep making that kind of money? Mm-hmm. And I think at the time, you yeah, you made the bet that they would be back in Afghanistan yeah by February and I'm like man I just can't see it although I was tracking with you David Mm -hmm. still for the fun we bet yeah it wasn't Afghanistan it was Ukraine yes but the money kept rolling right unreal unreal okay let's get to the Dominion Fox lawsuit yeah been settled. Uh, yeah, Dominion Voting Systems reached a last-minute settlement against Fox News to the tune of $787 million. And this has to do with the network's coverage of stolen election claims in 2020, which centered on the electronic voting machines and whether or not votes were being changed. I still don't understand it because, for the most part, the Fox personalities were bringing on somebody who was representing the president. Sidney Powell. So I... That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, they'd been asking for $1.6 billion, so they settled for less than half of that. Um, and this is embarrassing to me, at least for the rest of the media, because the lawyer for Dominion actually thanked them for making this possible. Yeah, that's never good. One last thank you, which is really to all of you for being with us on this journey. We appreciate what you've done to help us and to help expose what we were able to discover over the course of this process. And so thank you, and we'll see you at the next one. Because aren't they playing part of the gotcha is, well, we found out what some of these hosts were saying behind the scenes, and it always didn't reflect what they were saying on air. Okay, you may think that the president's lawyer is full of crap, but does that mean you don't put the person on to state what their claim is? I don't understand. 
Can you help me understand this, David? No, but no, because I, I don't really understand what the gotcha is either, because I would love to see some of the internal conversations from CNN or NBC News or anything else. Boy, if you want to be embarrassed or if you think you have nothing to hide, then just release them. Oh, yeah. So one well, is you've pointed out before. I mean, think about CNN uh, with the kid from Kentucky. They settled. Why? Yeah. Because, Didn't want res- discovery. Yeah, because they called him a white supremacist <laughs> right. for no reason other than he smirked kind of when a grown man was banging a drum in his face. Right. And if I remember right, that wasn't guests that they had on CNN. No, those were the- hosts. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a big difference there. Well, the way, was that Good Morning America or NBC? They run together to me. Totally misrep- uh, misrepresented what Tucker Carlson said on yeah. Fox. And we played the clip. Well, they yeah, they, they claimed that in, in private he was doubting uh, Sidney Powell's claims. But then on the air, he said electronic voting machines are uh, risky or whatever, which was in I mean, completely out of context, because played in context, you would know that Tucker Carlson was actually calling BS on Sidney Powell. He lit her up. People what? were mad. Trump he, supporters were mad at him. He invited her on. She wouldn't come on, and yeah. he just went after her That's after crazy. that. Yeah. Something else we got to get to out there. Twitter has nixed the rule against dead naming. Oh, no. What could this mean? You mean a big freakout? Against dead naming. Okay. Yeah, I'll explain. Yeah. And... You got an iPhone? This is kind of a spooky story of how you could get locked out of your account. Oh, yeah. Straight ahead right here. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, there's a developing situation in the city of Seattle right now. Seattle police and firefighters at the scene of an explosion that happened inside of an apartment in the lower Queen Anne neighborhood. Uh, start about 9.37 a.m., firefighters and the cops were dispatched to the 100 block of 1st Avenue North for a report of a fire at an apartment building. And then there were additional calls from people inside the building who heard they or said they heard an explosion in a basement unit. So they're thinking accident, right? Yeah. Okay. Whenever something like this happens, I might be the only one. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, well, on? I thought yeah. the exact same thing. Uh, hope everybody's all right there. Keep you updated on mm-hmm. that. Uh, I mentioned the iPhone story. Saw this the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, this bugs me a little bit. I don't even know what it is, but when you lock yourself out of your iPhone, that well, can do it to you? You know, I think any story like this or something that you may own, Scott, you're going to freak out. It's just the tendency. Yeah. It's going to be right. all right, man. I'll yeah. tell you that before we get into it. Okay. Um, it's a story. Well, it starts with the story of this dude, Mr. Frasca. He uh, had his iPhone 14 Pro at a bar in Chicago, and it was stolen. It said the thieves wanted to drain cash from his bank account and prevent him from remotely tracking down the stolen phone. Ah. So they used his passcode to change the, the guy's Apple ID password. They also enabled a hard-to-find Apple security setting known as the recovery key. Mm-hmm. If you've seen that before, your phone. In doing so, they placed an impenetrable lock on his account. Can't get in. Wow. He's offered to fly from Florida to Apple's California headquarters to prove his identity in person. It's me. (laughs) Or I'll write a check for $10,000 to reclaim the account because it holds the only copies 
of eight years of photos of his young daughters. Oh, man. Jeez. And the story goes on to say that they had reported back in February, often in and around bars at night, um, iPhone owners, you know, tap their passcodes and then will steal Target's phones. Like, okay, I got that. So if you've got a four or six digit string, criminals can change the Apple account password and rack up thousands of dollars in charges using Jeez. Apple Pay and financial apps. Mm-hmm. One of the troubling things is this recovery key. Apple introduced it in 2020 to protect users from online hackers. So users who turn on the recovery key, this 28-digit code, must provide it when they want to reset their Apple ID password. Thieves with your passcode can flip on the recovery key and lock you out. And if you already have the recovery key enabled, they can easily generate a new one, which also locks you out. Gosh, dang. Their policy gives users virtually no way back into their accounts without that recovery key. So for now, a stolen iPhone could mean devastating personal losses. Apple spokesperson said, we sympathize with people who have had this experience and we take all attacks on our users very, anyone? Seriously. Yes, sir. No matter how rare. We work tirelessly every day to protect our users' accounts and data and are Mm -hmm. always investigating additional protections against emerging threats like this one. Mm Mm-hmm. Although, for the dude in Florida, he's like, tirelessly, I've offered to fly there. Yeah, yeah no kidding. <laughs> David, why won't you use Apple Pay? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Why? <laughs> this is the Barkley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. Biggest story of the day today. Biggest story of the day is one I really am curious to see how mainstream media treats this uh, moving forward. But it's the government watchdog who's saying, hey, we're trying to unpack everything from the Afghanistan withdrawal, and the Biden White House, in an unprecedented way, is blocking our efforts to investigate it. Okay, Mm -hmm. so on one hand, you're not surprised, Mm -hmm. because we follow this every day, and they've blocked a lot of different things. It's also incredibly maddening, and what we're all waiting for, I think in some ways, is legacy media to hold these people accountable. And be as outraged as they should be. I don't know if that will happen or not. We'll get to more on that. And the Scott Robbins trifecta. Next, right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins, and another news update from David Van Camp. I don't know if you saw this, but another state-level Democrat has flipped over to the Republican Party, this time in West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia Delegate Elliot Pritt became the fourth lawmaker in in recent weeks to switch from the Democrat Party to the Republican Party. Uh, He is a freshman delegate uh, delegate who defeated the Republican incumbent in the 2022 election. And he wrote, this decision has not been made lightly nor on a whim. And after weeks of personal consideration, soul searching and discussion with my family and many of those who supported my election and campaign, I've come to the conclusion that to be an effective delegate for the people of my district and to accurately represent the will of my people, I can no longer in good conscience uh, conscience remain a Democrat. Cannot continue down the road that the Democratic Party is headed if I am to accurately represent my constituents and my people as well as my own conscience. It's an assault on reality. Mm-hmm. In so many different yeah. ways. Well, that that's one of the theories I have with why the left is getting so extreme in in recent years 
you know, why the shrieking is going on, why so many uh, people are turning a blind eye to uh, left-wing activists literally firebombing pro-life pregnancy centers mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, rioting outside of an event at the University of Pittsburgh, which happened last night. Trans activists just apparently setting off at least one incendiary device and, and uh, assaulting four police officers because somebody was saying something they disagreed with. And I think they are realizing little by little that they're losing the big arguments. Now, I know, again, in the midterms, it didn't turn out, at least at the federal level, the way that uh, you would hope if you are conservative. But if you look at so many local races, county level, uh, precinct level data, municipal data, the left is losing the argument right now because they have gone too far. You know, when, when, when most Americans, there was just another poll that came out that showed that most Americans are good with restrictions on abortions after 15 weeks, which is incredibly consistent if you paid attention to polling over the last several decades. Yep. After 15 weeks, that's where it is. And yet, to hear the left talk about it, if you don't support abortion on demand for any reason, and damn it, we want taxpayers to pay for it, then you hate women. And that's not even getting into the trans issue. Uh, People don't understand what's going on. Just common sense people. It's turning out, if you're just for common sense and reality, you're down to one party. Because Democrats have too much pressure on them to even tell the truth about mm-hmm. it. I mean, these old-school, mainstream Democrats, they they either got to choose the other party or what? Try to somehow thread that needle? It's getting tougher and tougher every day. Well, they don't want to rebuild their political careers. Nope. I mean, they want to just keep going, man, keep the gravy train running as long as possible. Yeah. Tell me what to say. I'll say it. Well, you know, the thing is, too, when you look at the fall, and this could be wrong. If you disagree, I don't think I've ever had the take, but, I mean, if if you looked at it this way, if Oz beats Fetterman in Pennsylvania and Herschel Walker beats Warnock in Georgia, this is a totally different conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and people were afraid Dr. Oz wasn't a great candidate in that state. And then, you know, the knives were out for Herschel Walker and the whole thing was a total mess. But without that, especially local and state level for a lot of elections did go the Republican mm-hmm. way. You're absolutely right about that, David. By the way, speaking of John Fetterman, and I know you brought this up earlier, David, it, you're sad hearing this and at the same time also infuriated. Well, he's back to work today. Yeah, he's back to work. He was uh, chairing a subcommittee looking at food stamps as they're crafting a new uh, farm bill, which oversees, among other things, the food stamp program. Yes. And so that's part of his open. And, well, I'll let you know when the five-second pause comes because he had to turn the page. In my time and effort in IFAS as the mayor of Braddock to lieutenant governor to now, I have heard from Pennsylvanians about their support for a snap. Hunger is not a Republican or a Democrat issue. It's all of our issue that we have to take it on. Okay, and that's where the pause starts. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, yeah, that's that's like eight seconds. I'm nothing. Yes, and picks it back up. We need to come together and stop playing political games with Americans' access to food. Americans like Chair, 
about glory jor from the north to the town of northeast in okay you get the idea yeah. why is he chairing a subcommittee isn't that extra pressure yeah you would think a guy who was suicidal like two months ago maybe they would want to i don't know ease him back into work or something i don't know man it's the make a wish party right now the democrats Boy, that's I mean, to hear. they that's got rough. him in there. It was a full court press to, so they could use his vote. Yeah. I mean, you get that, but to put him in that position? I know. No, I know. I don't understand the thinking. I, why would you do that? I mean, you could just interchange names. You could substitute have someone else. Joe Biden's name where you have John Fetterman. <laughs> you could put, seriously. Just have someone else chair the subcommittee. But, what, what, don't put him in that position. He did. That was unintelligible. You just there was that didn't make any sense. I, I mean, we saw that on the campaign trail. It's just, gal. Yeah, it's brutal. All right, Robbins, you ready for your? Let's victory? go. Let's go. Okay, bring some laughs, please. Well, That's I'm all I give request. it a go. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins, it's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry, Scott. I just saw a tweet about the Fetterman thing. What was it? Behind every cognitively disabled Democrat, there's a power-hungry wife. (laughs) Holy (laughs) smokes. Well, that's true. The Scott Robbins trifecta, his top three of the day. Do it every day at this time. Helped by his hero. Hi, it's me, Casey. Hey, buddy. How are you? Gotcha. (laughs) He knew when to bow out. I'm ready. Okay. Three. Number three, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida has some advice for other governors. He was on with Laura Ingram. And I like this because I've said the same thing about this show, actually. Really? A time or two. And Ron DeSantis just sort of echoed what I've been thinking for a long time. He explained why Republicans step out of line. He said, if you're a Republican who steps out of line, you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. I hope the Republicans realize that if the media likes you, you're doing something wrong. He's right. Yeah. (laughs) When the... Pinheads start to like you. You're on the wrong track, man. Dude, that it is true. It drives me so crazy when there are some some Republicans who actively court the yes. love of media. I saw an interview and I, I didn't bring in the audio, but it was from over the weekend. Nancy Mace, a Republican yeah. House member on yeah. CNN, talking about gun control and saying, "Well, we got to do something." And Republicans are just putting their heads in the sand and blah. Why are you trying to cozy up with a group of people who hate you? Why? You've seen what they've done with those people. Once your usefulness is over, Dude. they kick you to the curb Dude, quickly. Every Democrat in America who at least pays a lot of attention to politics loves Representative Adam Kinzinger. But not enough for Democrats to not redraw the districts in <laughs> Illinois to make sure he didn't go back to Congress. Exactly. By the way, with the Mace thing, because I didn't see it. Yeah. So when she's talking, we've got to do something. Did she have a plan? It was uh, background checks, which, again, I... Fresh. Okay, what what does that mean? Uh, what exactly do you want to do with that? Be specific, right. please. Um, and then also saying, oh, yeah, we're not talking about school safety. I'm like, what Republican has not talked about school safety? Are you nuts? You're... That... Every Republican is on board. Introduce a bill that says, hey, we're going to spend X amount of money to make sure that schools can harden. Every Republican would vote for that. It's the other side that doesn't want to talk about that. (laughs) 
Oh, it's so maddening. Yeah, if you're if you're not being lectured from the weenies, you are on the wrong track. That is true. And the countdown continues. Oh, thanks. Thank you, Ron DeSantis. The Scott Robbins trifecta, mm-hmm. his top three of the day. Two. Number two, Washington inmate is on the run after, well, he got out by pretending to be his cellmate. <laughs> well, why not, right? Nobody's anybody anymore. Uh, Brian Roman, 26. He and his two cellmates were asleep in their shared cell when a corrections officer called for the inmate who is supposed to be released on Monday. He was still sawing him off. Officer called the name. Another inmate finally looked at him, looked away, looked at him, went, that's me. <laughs> he identified himself as that person. So the officer let him out. They processed him, and out he went. Still on the run, by the way. He received a property belonging to the other inmate, signed a bunch of paperwork, forging the inmate's name. He was being released. Among the property, Roman was said to have received the inmate's clothing, keys, and a wallet which contained identification and a debit card. Woohoo! <laughs> and there's a picture of him just strolling out of the cell. He's gone. So the other guy didn't get out, too? No, he's still there. Oh, he's, he's being sought right now by deputies after he impersonated his cellmate. No, what about the cellmate that got left behind who was on the logs? Did he end up getting out? I'm assuming he did. Yeah. I'm assuming he probably will at some point, but he had to wait. <laughs> That's what you get, gone. man. You got to get up in the morning. <laughs> you sleep through stuff, and this is what happens, man. <laughs> oh, goodness. Now, he on pro- with the countdown. Yeah. Roman. Yeah. He's sleeping. Robin's trifecta. Up to number one. Number one, the Biden family tax returns are illuminating. Yeah, Joe and Jill Biden have released their tax returns from the fiscal year 2022. Offer a little window into the character of the people who live at the White House. Uh, The first family made a combined $579,514 in gross income. In the end, they paid the 23% effective tax rate. Biden earned a salary of $400,000. Well, the first lady brought in 82000 for her work as a professor at Northern Virginia Community College. The two paid an effective federal income tax. The Bidens donated more than $20,000 to 20 charities, which the largest amount was 5000 given to the Bo Biden Foundation, a charity they claim is devoted to ensuring children are free from the threat of abuse. So they don't count all the investments and all yeah. that income. No, man, no, I'm a simple guy not. here. But I think if mm. your entire political message centers on taking away my money and giving it to a bunch of people, forcing me to do it, you should have a really strong record on doing that voluntary in your own life. But you don't. 20000 given to charity, 25% of that went to the Bo Biden Foundation. Everybody else got nickels on the, you know, nothing. Hmm. But they're happy to use my debit card whenever mm. they want. And there you have it. The Scott Robbins trifecta. Lecture me about giving more money. You suck. All right. All right. Still got another news update to get to. Nimrod's in the news. Um, I know there have been times. We've all been there. You really don't feel like working on a particular day. Yeah. Okay. Calling sick. No, that's not going to work. How about calling in a fake shooting threat? Oh, Go. No. Bad idea. That's straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. The state of Florida has officially extended its anti-groomer law to all grades K-12. through Initially, they, awesome. they just banned teachers from talking to kids about their sexual fantasies and sex change operations in just grades K-3. through But now it's all grades. And the groomers are mad about it, of course. Oh, the, I bet. We have to get the genitals. 
Listen to this dude who spoke out against it. He's a big dude wearing a dress, and apparently he's a teacher. Ha! <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I am a man. Um, I have never identified as anything other than a man, and I have looked and sounded this queer my entire life. My mom says she knew who I was when I was two, and I have spent every day of my life proving her right. You cannot legislate these clothes off of my body, and you cannot legislate me out of the classroom. This is who I am, and I should never have to fear being fired for being myself. I am here, I am queer, and there's nothing you can do about me. Well, they can enact dress codes. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that. But yep. yeah. otherwise, um, no one cares how you speak. Nope. Nobody cares at mm-hmm. all. Just what you teach. Just, just don't have private conversations with children about their sexual fantasies and Easy don't, enough, right? don't perform your sexual fetishes in front of little children period that's all we're saying that's all anybody's saying i don't care if you speak effeminately i don't no. I, I really no. i mean who cares don't care but they always try to make it about something else yeah well yeah oh you can hear it and now they don't say gay in florida it's all the way up to seniors oh you can hear it now Discretion. <laughs> See, there it was. That's the way it goes. All right, we got to get to Nimrods. Roll it in. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Ian. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. We start in New York. 21-year-old woman, Jaylene Moda. Um, didn't want to go into work last weekend at Buffalo Wild Wings. She just started a job there. Just wasn't feeling it, you know? Uh, So she sent some text messages to random people claiming that somebody was going to shoot up the Buffalo Wild Wings location. Uh Uh-oh. She said it'd be a massacre. Lots of people are going down. She knew people would believe her and warn the restaurant because, well, well, yeah, sometimes this this sort of stuff happens. Well, it's not out of the ordinary, no. But she should have known that they'd also call the police and they could easily trace the messages back to her, which they did. She was arrested, looking up to five years in prison because she didn't want to go into work. Idiot. And this story from Florida, Cape Coral. Dude. Okay. He's trying to hide from the cops. 28-year-old Dylan Alexander Flory. Cops knock on the front door of his house. Nobody answers. According to the Lee County Sheriff's Office, detectives heard someone enter the garage and march into the attic. Like, interesting. Mm. Okay, so they find the guy's sister. Shows up. Uh, No, he's not home. Haven't seen him in days. As the story says, after further investigation, the sister stated, okay, I saw him enter the attic. (laughs) Just totally gave him up. So they entered the garage. They tried to speak with Lori through an open hatch in the attic. Said, hey, there's a warrant for your arrest. You need to come down. An hour and a half passes, no response. He just won't answer anything. So then the canine unit responds. He's in the corner of the attic. They're like, all right, you need to come down now. Nope. Pepper spray, taser, still not coming. Wow. Moments later, he crashes through the ceiling, falling onto the bathroom floor. Finally, they got the guy. Just comply. Wow. You made it so much worse, and that's Nimrod's in the news.